I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Oh yeah, 1047 here, Alex Pearson joining you here on the Alex Pearson Show. This is the time of the week that we meet our friends over at Black Lock Supporter, and we find Tom Kursky. Hello, Tom. Hi, Alex. How's it going? Uh, no complaints. You guys have a couple of real good ones this time. I was reading this, and it was just like, oh my God, seriously? I don't know why these people think that this is going to go over well, but the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs holding a secret ceremony honoring the ambassador Reed Sirs and other diplomats. These are the people that fled Afghanistan, uh, didn't even bother to look back. They basically saved their asses, got out of town while Kabul fell, and, you know, they did nothing. They embarrassed this country. They did the least amount that they could to help the people of Afghanistan, and they're being celebrated. Interestingly, it was a secret ceremony. We checked. (laughs) There was no announcement about this. Uh, They tried to bury this, and that tells me that somewhere in the Department of Foreign Affairs is someone who does have pride, but also shame, unlike our staff at the embassy in Kabul. What happened? Well, they, they had an evacuation. They called it an evacuation recognition ceremony to honor these people. And if they'd made it public, there would have been a mob outside the department breaking windows. What happened? Cabinet tried to keep this from MPs. Cabinet concealed this information. And it was only disclosed through piecemeal uh, memos and internal reports. August 15th, 2021, eyewitnesses were on the ground in the heat, the dust, the crackle of gunfire and mayhem as Cabell fell. And what did Ambassador Sears do? Remember that name, S-I-R-R-S. He was frightened, and he got out of town as fast as he could with some of his co-workers and some of their helpers, but very few. They left on a half-empty military plane. We know that for a fact. Everyone recalls the sights and sounds of Afghan nationals hanging on to the struts yeah. of aircraft, rolling down the runway. Ambassador Women Sears, handing their babies to strangers. Exactly. Ambassador know. Sears testified. The only time he was questioned, he was two planes ahead. That was a close call for us, he said. This man stepped off the Titanic without getting his boots wet, rode away in a half-empty lifeboat, and said that was a close call for me. I'm surprised they didn't give him the Victoria Cross. Alex, they oh, have pride. Still time. They they have no shame. These people. Oh, they don't. And then he he's now what a diplomat in um, Afghanistan Monetary. or where in uh, Argentina? Yeah, you Monetary. get <laughs> failure upwards. He's on the patio never as we speak. He's having drinks. He likes to go canoeing. He got a nice. <laughs> job, a nice, and that was a Christmas Eve appointment. Cabinet tried to bury that so no one would notice. Honestly, 
Eyewitnesses have testified people who devoted their lives to Afghanistan, including ex-military, and said they've called this a national embarrassment. They have said that guy hung us out to dry. There were people who just needed emergency visas. And our staff, by the way, first G7 embassy to close and get out of Kabul. How's that for an evacuation ceremony? Yeah, and, and it's more than just embarrassment. I mean, uh, interpreters in other countries will never help probably Canada again because we absolutely failed uh, to, to you know meet our obligation. But answer me this: Is there an obligation that they have a mandatory ceremony for this person? Like, I don't understand if they were if they couldn't show it and couldn't talk about it, why not just cancel and say we're not doing it? Or do they just give out things to each other and think, shh, this will look Thank like you. it on your resume? Okay. Thank you. For the same reason. The public health agency that inherited a national yes. stockpile of pandemic <laughs> supplies and then threw them away, awarded uh-huh. themselves a, a pandemic hero medal to everyone who worked at the department. Because mediocrity is the standard, but it's layered over with this Ottawa exceptionalism that is so difficult to take when you work here. You know, the cabinet lied at the time. They said all Canadians were out when Ambassador Sears wet his pants and hightailed it out of Kabul. And they were wrong. There was over 1,200 Canadian citizens stuck in that hellhole and thousands of Afghan nationals who faced torture and death while these people rode away. It's unbelievable, Alex. It's gross. No, it's gross. It's totally believable. Sorry. It is totally believable. I want to get this one in because uh, drug deaths uh, rose by a significant amount in 2021, according to Stats Canada. And this is due to accidental poisonings. And this is when the government decriminalized heroin nationwide. And out of that, they had 7,006 deaths just from people who got you know, poisoned from this stuff. I've never understood this argument where it's like, we call it safe supply. I'm like, it, it, you can't call it safe supply. It is a poison. It's a drug. There's no such thing as safe drugs. But nonetheless, the, the data seems to contradict what Miss Accidental poisoning is the statistician's word for uh, a drug overdose death. Overdose. Those, those deaths coincide with debate in the House of Commons and recommendations from uh, the Cabinet's expert mm-hmm. panel and the Commons Health Committee that the feds look at decriminalization. They haven't voted for it nationwide yet, but in B.C. where they have introduced <laughs> yeah. it, the coroner service alone says this year, which was the, the beginning of their decriminalization experiment on January 31st, that drug deaths are up 7%. The whole point was to save lives. This was the point. When, when people said, look, if there's disarray, there's disorder, you're not enforcing the law, the counter-argument was, no, no, you're not getting it, this is a public health issue, we're going to save lives. The data doesn't show that. This is a huge problem, Alex. If, if we're going to have disorder and more deaths, what was the point? Proponents have mm. to start answering those questions. Well, that would require like an inquiry or something, right? You think that's happening? Well, this is this is the thing, isn't it? it you, yeah. you have to stop making speeches and you have to start looking at data. Look, at they haven't even looked at what happened mm-hmm. with legalization of marijuana. That was five years ago. We have seen some of the figures. By the way, drug-impaired driving through the roof. Accidental poisonings involving very small children with edibles. That's gone up. You would think that Parliament would be all over this. Not interested.
Well, you know, you've got to be compassionate. And so I guess uh, with Toronto uh, trying to get the same status as BC, I mean, we'll just spread it all over the country. I don't, I don't, no, I don't know. Nothing goes wrong. How can they not yeah. see what would happen under that policy? I don't understand well, it. Put it on their front lawn. Uh, let them uh, do it there. Then maybe they'll wake up. Uh, Tom, I'm out of time. But Thank I appreciate you, yours always. I won't be here Thursday, but I appreciate it. We'll talk uh, after Labor Day. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. That is Tom Korski. He is a national treasure. He should get a reward. You can get uh, Blacklock's reporting, subscription-based, but always worth every single cent.